Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a moment to thank Picmonic for sponsoring this episode. Picmonic is an incredible studying tool, especially for all of my fellow visual learners out there. Picmonic provides quick and effective two-minute videos that help you connect facts that are difficult to remember with unforgettable characters. The videos tie the information that you're studying together into ridiculously memorable stories. This will help you with recollection when taking your exams either in PA school or when taking the pants as a new grad. As a special bonus for you, if you sign up today using the link in the show notes or code PAFI, you'll get 20% off of your Picmonic membership. Now let's get started with today's episode. Welcome back everyone to the PA the FI Way podcast. I'm your host Kat and thanks so much for joining me for today's show. This episode as well as another couple of upcoming episodes are going to be geared towards PA students and discuss some tips that are helpful while you're in PA school. A lot of this information will still be very helpful for practicing PAs as well, but if you know other PA students that would find the information in this episode helpful, or you are currently in PA school, please share this episode with your friends or your PA school classmates so they can learn the information to help them on their financial independence journeys. For today's episode, we will talk about Financial Steps to Take as a PA Student Although much of the traction that you can make on your financial independence journey, including paying off your debt and saving and investing for your future, comes after you've graduated from PA school while you are earning an income as a practicing PA, there are certain steps that you can actually take while you are in PA school to help jumpstart your financial independence journey and give you an edge for when you are finally done with PA school. The first step that I would encourage you to do is to learn all about your different student loans that you have. Where are all of your student loans located through? What are the interest rates? How quickly is the interest growing over time? What type of student loans do you have? So I would encourage you to analyze and gather all the information you can about your specific student loans that you have. Next, I would encourage you to live frugally. For many PA students out there, you may get a lump sum into your bank account, and it can feel in the moment like your student loans are actually free money. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Your student loans can cost you a lot of money over the course of several years due to the interest that builds up over time. So every dollar that you spend costs more than a dollar when you have to pay it back. And this is certainly variable depending upon your student loan interest rate. So I encourage you while you are a PA student to get into the habit of living frugally right away while you are in PA school. Developing those habits early on will really help you once you start 
earning a nice paycheck as a practicing PA and having to pay back a large amount of student loans in the future. Additionally, in the future, living frugally will help you to be able to invest more money. In early episodes, I discussed how there are different ways that PA students can live frugally while in PA school, including having a roommate, limiting going out to eat, not buying a lot of other consumer items like clothes or shoes or purses or things like that, finding rotations in PA school that are close to family members or friends that you could live for free with during that time, and not spending a lot of money on medical equipment. Another financial step that you can take while you're currently in PA school is to get a credit card and use it wisely to increase your credit score. There are a lot of personal finance gurus out there like Dave Ramsey that do not like credit cards. However, I'm a big fan of them because they can help you boost your credit score. And if you use travel hacking credit cards, you can earn free travel with the travel rewards points that you get from using them. Episodes 22 and 47 are the ones that you can learn more about travel rewards. And episode 18 is where you can learn more about your credit score, like what it is, why it's important, and how to boost it, if you are interested in learning more about that. The main thing is that once you do have a credit card, that you pay it on time and in full every single month. Otherwise, the credit card company earns interest off of your credit card debt as well. And those interest rates are usually very high. So do your absolute best not to get into credit card debt. In fact, it should be a goal that you never get into credit card debt and use your credit card responsibly to increase your credit score. And the reason why it's nice when you have a higher credit score is because once you are practicing as a PA for a while, and if you decide in the future that refinancing your student loans is the best option for you, your credit score is a factor that they take into consideration how low of an interest rate that you will get. The same goes for Other types of loans like mortgages if you are searching for a house or even auto loans if you're searching for a new vehicle. Another financial step that you can take as a PA student is to start your emergency fund. Back in episode 11, emergency funds are discussed, but as a reminder, it is encouraged that you have at least three months worth of monthly expenses saved in case there are different financial emergencies that come up. A lot of people feel more comfortable having six months, nine months, even a year. Some people want to have this extra large cash cushion and have two years worth of emergency funds saved up. So if you do find yourself with extra cash and you are not using it towards lowering your student loans, you can get into the habit of setting aside a cash cushion for your emergency fund. And the keyword here is start, you might not be able to fully build up your emergency fund while in PA school. But again, this is another habit that you can develop early on to make sure that you have cash set aside in case different expenses come up that are unexpected, like car repairs, flat tires, even medical emergencies, etc. Before we continue this episode, I want to highlight a few more features of today's podcast sponsor. Picmonic is great because it uses audiovisual learning to help you with retention while studying. You can also reinforce what you learn and track your progress with thousands of built-in rapid review, multiple choice quizzes within your Picmonic account. Picmonic also uses intelligence-based repetition algorithms to automatically adjust to your learning needs, so you'll be reminded to review the right information at the right time, which increases your long-term retention. 
Picmonic is also integrated into the True Learn question bank, so you can study exactly what you need to and test your knowledge at the same time to help you pass your boards. I wish I had a tool like this back when I was in PA school and as a new grad studying for pants. Thankfully, I can now use Picmonic as a resource to study for Panry. Sign up today using the link in the show notes or code PAFI to claim your discount of 20% off your Picmonic membership. Now back to the show. Another critical step that you can take while in PA school to help with your finances is to begin budgeting. Back in episode 27, different budgeting methods were reviewed. So make sure you go back and take a listen to those four different types of budgeting methods to figure out which type of budgeting method works best for you and your life. Once again, budgeting is another habit that you can start developing while you are a PA student. And to get started with budgeting, I would recommend that you start tracking every single dollar that you're spending for one to three months. Three months usually gives you a better picture than just one month. And sure, this might be annoying or time-consuming, You can often use your credit card statements to help you with this, or you can track in your notes section on your phone, but it can be really eye-opening to see if you are leaking money consistently every month in different areas of your life. When you are budgeting, you can see if there's different areas that the amount of money you're spending on seems like it's a lot, and maybe you could negotiate the cost of it down if it's different types of bills, or maybe you price compare and change companies or carriers like cell phones, for example. My husband and I were hemorrhaging a lot of money on one of the main mobile carriers with our cell phones a few years ago. Every single month, we were paying a large amount of money. We looked into different alternative options and found Mint Mobile, which uses the T-Mobile towers. And now we have the plan that we each have 10 gigabytes per month for $20 a month. And neither of us use that much data per month. They do have more of 15 gigabyte per month or an unlimited plan or even down to four gigabytes per month. But we found that the 10 gigabytes per month was our sweet spot. When we had paid off cell phones, we brought our phones over to the carrier, which is really nice as well. If you're interested in checking out Mint Mobile or signing up for it, check out the link in the show notes for more information. Another financial step that you can do as a PA student is to create sinking funds. Sinking funds were also discussed way back in episode 27 as well, so go ahead and take a listen to that episode. But sinking funds are a special type of budgeting tool where if you know that you have expected expenses coming up, you set aside a fund or this amount of money that you are trying to build up to cover that cost that's coming up for you in the future. So for example, Christmas is a very common time of year where people tend to spend lots of money on gifts for people. If you know about the average amount of money that you spend every Christmas for your friends and or family members, you can create a sinking fund that you contribute to every single month leading up to Christmas, every week leading up to Christmas, or for every week for three months before Christmas. You can customize it and modify it to whatever works best for you. Other sinking funds could be things like upcoming vacations or while you're in PA school, travel for your different rotations. The next couple of financial steps that you can take in PA school are very likely for only a small percentage of PA students, but I still think that they are worth mentioning. 
because they are so important. And if you don't start them while you're in PA school, I highly encourage that you start them as a new grad once you start working as a PA. So the first is to look into a couple of different types of insurance. I would encourage you to start preparing to get disability insurance once you start practicing as a PA. And disability insurance protects your income if you or your family or you and your spouse would not be okay financially if you were not earning your income. And then life insurance, specifically term life insurance, is a very important type of insurance to get if you have dependents, meaning kids or, again, if you have a spouse that would not do well financially if you were to pass away. With these two types of very important insurance, you can lock in really good rates when you are young and healthy. So that's why it's recommended that you start researching them and eventually purchasing them as early as you can. For example, I know that my PA class had a few different people who were actually parents while attending PA school. And so maybe some of them already had life insurance that they could pass on to their kids or their spouse if something were to happen to them. Back on episode 14, I talk about life insurance and how term life insurance is usually the better choice for most people, as well as disability insurance and another type of insurance called umbrella insurance. And then the second step that you might be able to take while you're in PA school is starting to invest. Investing is such a great way to build your wealth over time. So it's really important that you start investing as much as you can, as soon as you can. But for many PA students, you won't have leftover money to even invest in. So it should not be your primary focus. A lot of PA schools don't allow you to have another job while you're in PA school. But there are some people that do work part-time while in PA school. And maybe they're doing jobs like virtual assistant where they're helping doing some online work. Or maybe they're doing things like Uber Eats or DoorDash or walking dogs through Rover. If you have earned income, you could set up a Roth IRA and start investing in that individual retirement account. And the final and one of the most important financial steps that you can start as a PA student is to begin your financial education. Now, I want to emphasize that it is absolutely important that you focus on your medical education while you are in PA school. However, you can only study for your tests for so many hours in a week. So if you find yourself with some extra downtime and you need some hobbies to help pass the time or to learn more to set your future self up for success, you can start learning about finances and financial independence through many books podcasts, courses, blogs, etc. In episode 52, I talked about my favorite financial independence books that I would encourage you to start reading if you haven't already, but I will also include the link to the corresponding blog post in the show notes as well. If you are fortunate enough to learn about financial independence, either before or during PA school as a PA student, you are way ahead of the curve compared to many PAs that learn about this type of information later on in life. Learning about financial independence early can help prevent you from making financial mistakes, but also allow you to build up more compound interest by being able to invest early and often throughout your life. So although you won't be able to attack your wealth building strategy 
in full force when you don't have an income as a PA student. As you can see, there are many steps that you can get started on today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share this with your friend or with your PA school classmates or any future PAs that you know. And I would also encourage you to sign up for the PA Money Script newsletter by going to my website, pathefiway.com and scrolling down all the way at the bottom where you can see where you can subscribe to the newsletter. Also, don't forget to check out today's show notes for the link for today's podcast sponsor, Picmonic, where you can learn more about this studying tool or sign up for an account if you'd like. Thanks so much for taking a listen today, and I wish you the best as you build wealth on your way to financial independence. I'll see you back here soon. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on, but more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.